Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls, well, we already rewatched the show, we already talked about it, and we defended its honor a lot, but there's still stuff that we need to talk about that's surrounded the show. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. Yeah. And uh, this week, uh, even though we've just finished the show Prime, the, the proper show, uh, we still have some business to be taken care of because there's still a bunch of graphic novels that were released that we have not discussed. Yep. Mm-hmm. So if you've listened to our, our graphic novel episodes before, you know the format. Each of us pick five. Sometimes it's the same one. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes we bring up other ones just because we feel like it. It's our show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there, there was an interesting slate of graphic novels this time. I think there were a lot of interesting lore ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They were really big into that. And obviously a lot of carnival stuff because it's the carnival season. So Now, who wants to go first? Me or you? Who's gonna go I don't know, first because pick? we don't we don't know who has the the first first one. I think I do. I think I have numerically the, the one before you would you would. You think so? Okay. I do. I do We'll find out if it's the exact same one then. Um, which yeah also if you have listened to our graphic novel episodes we don't tell each other what we're picking we just reveal it on the day and so sometimes that fucks up your being able to talk about a thing first but you know obviously you know if you have stuff to say we we just we will both discuss the chapter if we've both picked it Mm -hmm. but it is it is fun to be like haha i said it first yeah so i guess we'll see um. All right. Are we ready? Yeah, take it away. I had a hard time picking five this time, and she had a hard time picking five this time for totally different reasons. Yeah. I had to narrow down. I, I had to really squeeze. <laughs> uh, I'm probably missing something I actually liked more, and I just was like, I don't know. This is this is pretty good five. So... All right, let me... I like to actually pull them up, even though I already have all my notes and shit. That's true. I can do that, too. I have the folder open, so... So do I. I have it in order for once. It took me four of these episodes to go, oh, I could put it in the right numerical order. It makes it easier to scroll through. That makes sense. (laughs) All right. Um, Cool. So, my pick... Yep. My pick... My first pick um, is going to be chapter 146, Running in Circles. Okay, all right. Cool, cool. So that is written by Zach Crawley. Crawley. Uh, The art is by Michael Gatos. The colors are by Chris Sotomayor. The lettering is, of course, as always, by Comicraft. Um, I liked this one. It's Edgar. I really like Edgar arguably I think the show should have had more Edgar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Park is, is a delight. Um, we get to see like his mission to get the compass back from Noah, like as it was in the show, but it's juxtaposed with his backstory, which seems a little vague. Uh, I think you kind of have to fill in the dots a little bit, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I, There's a fire, right? I was going to look this up to see if it was like... Let me look. Uh, 
if there was like a famous soccer stadium fire. Oh, maybe, maybe that yeah, that I is supposed to that. represent. That's smart. Well, while she's looking it up, there's we see little we see little kid Edgar with his like dad, I guess, um, and they're watching a game or a practice, and a stadium gets set ablaze, and you know, obviously the fire's spreading really, really quick and not everyone's going to be able to get out. And his family member encourages Edgar to, to, to leave. And, you know, he's a super, he's a speeder, you know, he's a speedster. So he can absolutely just like get the fuck out and everyone else probably died is what they're like insinuating his family, at least, um, who was there. Maybe just his dad. Maybe he was just raised by his dad. Um, and then, you know, talks about, you know, how he left his old family behind, found his new family. And we see him like outside the carnival, wherever it happened to have been when he was a younger kid. And we see that, like I said, juxtaposed with him attacking Noah like he does in the show. And we also see him run an errand for Lydia because we see that they're obviously very close. Um, and, you know, get a little bit of when he was younger and he was, like, with Lydia and, like, you know, they obviously, like, trust each other and stuff. And uh, we don't really see what he picks up. It's just a package. Um, yeah, but they're not supposed to be in contact with people from the outside world. So clearly Lydia is already breaking the rules and now Edgar is too. And, you know, just it's like a fun little thing. I like the Michael Gatos art a lot. Um, a lot of my picks this time out are going to be art focused mm-hmm. um and i i i think you might pick one of the ones i couldn't in all good conscience pick <laughs> because it could be i i i think i think you i think you will um i i just my theory on it because one of them a, a few of them are written or split if they're multi-parts by someone who i think is not a good writer and so i could not pick his stuff ah, okay. um so, which is a shame because I liked the content, but I was like, oh, this is not good. Like, this is not good dialogue. I'm like, yeah, that's just me being critical. Um, also, the guy's a dick. Anyway, um, so, yeah, running in circles. That's my first pick. I think I said everything I wanted to say about it. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wonder if the package that he picked up has to do with the web series because that connects with oh, a lot maybe. of the early comics for this maybe run, the so. slow burn. Yeah. Which we have to do, like, a rewatch for, potentially. Probably so. Because, yeah, it was like, oh, they never tell us it's in the package. Okay, that's fine. And when you Google soccer stadium fire, the first one that comes up could be it. It's the Bradford City Stadium fire, which took place in May 11th, 1985, in Bradford, West Yorkshire, England. Oh, that would fit. Uh, it, that would be about when he was that age. It killed 56 spectators and injured 265. It's got to be that, like, or at least, like, an allusion to that, yeah. That like, it's got to be. would be my guess, no. yeah. Yeah, damn. It's fucked up. Yeah, mass panic, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I was wondering if it that wasn't that, if it was the one that had the, like, where people were crushed, but I don't think that was a fire. That was something else. Yeah, I'm sure there's, like, a bunch of different ones. Yeah, so that must have been. Sadly. That must have been it, Yeah. This was on my long list of choices, so I'm glad you picked it. Oh, good. Yes, it was not the one I picked, though. <laughs> yeah, um, I just like it. I like Edgar, and I like Michael Gatos as an artist. So. Yeah. 
All right, should I go to my pick then? Yeah. All right, so my first pick is uh, 151 Smoke and Mirrors. Oh, wow, you d- you went right over my next one. Interesting. You went over, okay, yeah, all right. Uh, written by cool. Aaron Fitzgerald. Mm-hmm. And art by Michael Gatos and colors by Edgar Delgado. Just gotta love that Gatos art. And it is uh, <laughs> Amanda, Lydia's daughter, and she's making her way through the carnival with, like, rose-colored glasses. Like, kind of like, I don't see why my mom doesn't want me to be here, but why is she here? And she encounters the family that's, like, got flames. And so she's like, oh, checklist, be adopted by them. Except we, <laughs> we get to see that, you know, the whole reason that they're staying is because they're being blackmailed by Samuel. Dun-dun. She then find, goes by this gorgeous tent with, like, gold, and sees there's a golden woman inside. And she's like, oh my gosh, I want to be, like, you know, her friend. And yet, when she walks away, we see that the golden woman is cutting her hair. Cutting her hair off to, like, because mm. clearly that's probably what's funding part of the carnival. Oh, I didn't even think of it like that. She's turning yeah. her hair and stuff to gold and then has to cut it off. Yeah. That's fucked up. Okay. Because she's like Bob. She's got, like, the, the golden touch. Yeah. She then encounters um, Arnold's memorial. Like, man, I want to be that popular where people will miss me when I die. And people are talking like, man, you know, I heard Samuel knew he was going to die if he didn't. He still made to do it. And so there's people, like, <laughs> hot gossiping about that. And she eventually ends up at Samuel's trailer, where I guess that's the first time she ends up meeting Samuel. I just liked it showing the Carnival's not a happy family as, you know, we even saw it on the mm. show. Not quite as happy as they made it out to be. Not with Samuel in charge, at least. No. Which I like how I like how these comics get into that a little more too. They do. There's really a lot more you see there's a lot more drama than the show shows off. Mm-hmm. Which Slow Burn might even show off, but again we have to watch that. <laughs> it probably does. Because of, you know, how it's, you know, laid out. Um, yeah, I did I did like that one. That one would have been, like, a maybe mm-hmm. for me. I liked that one. Um, well, my next pick, I'm going to jump back a couple numbers, would be 148 and 149, Amanda's Journey. Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about Liddy's daughter a lot, I guess, because she's in a lot of these fucking comics. Um, so we see her dealing with her ability. Oh yeah. This one's written by Christopher Zada, mm-hmm. who has written a lot of comics that I like on, on these little graphic novels. And art is by, is it Sia or Saya Oem? They're new. That's an artist we've not had yet in these in these comics. And she's done um, a lot in this set of comics as well. She has. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and I like I like their art. Mm-hmm. It's very painterly. Yeah, yeah. I'm such a sucker for that. It's the Battower thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. Or it's the Alex Ross thing. It's like, it looks like a painting. Um, yeah. So, this is um, Lydia's more, uh, her, her daughter's, like, backstory more so this is like pre her getting to the carnival like uh, rachel just said um we see her dealing with her ability in the world um i love the appearances by peter and tracy respectively Mm -hmm. um i feel like how they show up felt very organic 
And um, particularly, I love Peter as a mentor type. I would have loved to have seen more of that on the show. Yeah. It's like how he was with Jeremy trying to talk him down. Um, but yeah, that was pretty cool. And I liked seeing um, I liked seeing Amanda and Tracy in their little thing together against the car thieves. Like, yeah, I just... I just thought it was really well done to kind of show this girl struggling with her newfound ability and how it's upended her already very topsy-turvy life. And it was cool seeing the little cameos by our, our, our you know, our, our big boys. Then it didn't feel forced. Yeah. Which I don't think the show ever showed off her ability. And I don't think we've even mentioned it. No, uh, I don't think so. Her ability is spontaneous combustion. Yep. Because so. they have a comic that talks about it, but we didn't pick it. Yeah, because she's similar to Meredith, but not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't pick that one. How funny. I would have thought, because, you know, Noah and company stuff. Like It was it, the, the one that I, that one was on my short list, too, but I cut that one as well. Yeah. Yeah, I almost went, I almost went back to it, but I was like, eh. Yeah, I cut that one. I was like, eh, let's do something else. <laughs> let's be surprising <laughs> surprising but not you know what i mean yeah exactly all right all right my next choice is 153 through 155 prodigals Ooh, interesting okay and this was written by foz mcdermott and howie kaplan and art was by dennis calero and you remember on the show when Samuel met with Tracy and we never got to really see what the hell happened there? It was because it's in the graphic novel. <laughs> he sent her out to go find Eli. And pretty much the whole thing is her being like, you know, I'm here to take you back to the carnival. And he's like, fuck off. And she has to cut through all the these multiples trying to find the prime. She eventually tracks the prime to a diamond mine that he's been working by himself with all of his multiples. And it kind of like, she cuts through a bunch of them and it ends with like... Her being like, I'm here because of Samuel. And he's like, why didn't you mention that on the boat? That changes everything. <laughs> because Joseph is the one that exiled him. But he and Samuel see eye to eye. He's like, you should have said that earlier, girl. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. And then he heads on over. And she's like, a lot of it at the beginning and the end, too. She's like, man, Samuel talks slicker than many of the politicians she's worked with. He's got something else going on. And she mentions that at the end, too, like, she's got to keep an eye on him. Um, I liked parts of that one. I liked them, like, realizing that they can't really kill each other yep. <laughs> when they were trying to fight. That was fun. Um, but, uh, I-, I wish the whole thing had been written by Howie Kaplan because Foss McDermott is an asshole. Because so, <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, he had the first two parts and Howie had the last one. Yeah. 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 No, he was a dick to me personally, so I will never highlight anything uh, he has written. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. That was where I struggled. That was the struggle I've been alluding to, where I found a couple. I was like, this is an interesting concept, but yeah. Gotcha. Also, I don't think he's a good writer, so that's just, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fun story. I was like, oh, why couldn't someone else have been doing this? Like, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially but, the uh, origin as yeah. well for like Calero and um, Stashwick working together. Because they go on oh, to do sure, right? a comic together. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, because I like Claro. Um, 
Eli's interesting. I love that where he fully was just like, no, fuck you. When he thought it was Joseph, then he's like, oh, it's Samuel? Never yeah. mind. Let's go party. <laughs> Why didn't you say that on the boat? <laughs> because she's not part of your guys' whole little drama. Yeah. She wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's funny. It's like Rachel was saying, there's a lot of Tracy in these comics, too, that we didn't get on the There show. is a ton of Tracy in this comics, yeah. A ton, a ton, a ton. <laughs> All right, Keisha, what's your third? Uh, my third choice is number 156, Requiem for My Brother. Excellent, okay. That's where I said this is obvious. Yes. <laughs> to myself. Mm-hmm. Um... This is written by Bill Hooper, again, a new name. Um, art by Ryan Odagawa, who I also have liked throughout these, and lettering by Comic Craft. Um, this is just, it's obvious. Uh, it's just various memories of the Petrelli bros after he lets go of quote, quote, Nathan in the show. Um, so you get to just see them, you know, in the good times and the bad, way before any of this started, pretty much. Um I just, I love that. I love seeing little glimpses into their personality. I love him punching Peter in the fucking face because he cheated on a test. Like, that's so Nathan. Like, how how dare. Um, you know, like, yeah. Just, there's, there's all these, like, great little things. Like, them, you know, going back from their grandma's house and, like, Nathan falling asleep on Peter. And Peter, like, you know, thinking fondly back on that. And Peter, you know, listening to Nathan as he tries to, like, tell him, like, dating advice and sounding, sounding a bit like a fucking, like, pickup artist, if I'm honest, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, right. Like, <laughs> I hear the word pedestal. I want to vomit. Mm. Um, but, yeah. It was just, it was, you know, yeah. I was like, come on. It's, it's good art, and it's just, like, little bits, um, you know, from their lives before everything got all fucking crazy, mostly, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good choice. Good choice. Mm. Also on my short list but didn't pick it. <laughs> I I was wondering. I was wondering if you if you might have considered it. Yeah. I I decided not to next. I thought you might, so that's why I also shied away from that <laughs> one. Yeah, let me spoil you. I don't have a single Siler pick, so. Yeah, there was like only one Siler one. There's none, really. Like Gabriel shows up a couple times, I think. There is a Gabriel one like that's like we've already gone past end. it. But Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And well, it's, it's the Amanda yep. one. Like one mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. But he- not not me being superficial with the art being like he doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe we're still doing this and oh. like yeah so i just i don't know he just doesn't really bring anything to the party this time so i'm like all right yep yeah but that's the thing right is like these comics are for people who don't get all the time on the show mostly which is why we don't see siler a lot exactly and if we do so. see a character that is a main character they end up in there like when it's a gap in time that they can have it right exactly. or you're a noah bennett who's got like infinite backstory that they can dip into pretty much <laughs> No shit. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of backstory. Okay. (laughs) My next pick is 157, 158 Bloodlines. Of course it is. (laughs) Yes. This is the one that That is also, that is also my pick. When you said you're going to be mad at me, I was like, it's going to be fucking Bloodlines. Because (laughs) (laughs) this is like the one that I already knew I was going to do, like, before I even reread them all. Because I was like, I want to talk about it. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it is yep. uh, Zach Crowley's writer and Saya Alam is art. 
Again, that's why I was like, she's done a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, she's done a lot of these. Had yeah. to write her name and the down. art looks good. Yeah. So, we get Arnold's backstory. We see that a year ago, after Samuel's an asshole and fucking yoinked a pig from a town purse and is like, haha, Christmas ham, he sent Arnold back to Coyote <laughs> Sam's for some sort of mission. Sadly, Arnold arrives there too early. And before that, like, everyone, like, uh... Joseph is concerned because he doesn't pop right back. So he asks Lydia to find him and Lydia's like, he's not in the past, he's here and he's old now. Because when he left, I think he was like 30 or something. Yeah, he was like all in their age group. And so he, he kind of gets charlie but this is before Charlie, I believe. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he arrived early to Coyote Sands. The buildings weren't even finished yet and he laments like, ah, I'm early and then he gets knocked over the back of the head by someone who's like, I agree. And man, I haven't seen that trick in a while. Guess who it fucking is? It's Anna Monroe. He was working at Coyote Sands in the military. <laughs> Typical asshole bullshit. I, I I would love an entire book on that. What the fuck? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and but Anna doesn't kill him though. He helps him back up. Like, wow, you took a nasty spill from. <laughs> and of course, Arnold has amnesia now. He has no memory of why he was here, what he was doing, or who he was. And in, like, the next part, we see that Arnold is working in the diner now. I don't know if it's the same diner that the, the kids went to. I think it has I think it was be. alluding to that's it, but he's, like, the cook there. And Adam's there, and his uniform's all fucked up, and he's like, well, what happened to you? He's like, well, what do you remember today, friend? Like, you know, clearly they're buddy-buddy at this point. <laughs> and he's like, I remember that sandstorm last night. What the fuck was that? And he's like, well, I'm just here to say goodbye. <laughs> Brighter pastures and all that. See ya. So, yeah. And his uniform's, like, all fucked up like he got into a fight or something. Like, he was doing something. He got part of the sandstorm. He probably got knocked down by some special and he was able to fucking slink Mm -hmm. off, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Like, maybe he got his skin ripped off Siler style. Very possible. (laughs) And it was like, whoops, gotta move on. Mm -hmm. Time for (laughs) me to go. Bye. It's just funny because they're like on clearly friendly terms there, even though he knocked him out like initially. He was like, ah, oh, never mind, it's not Hero. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, and back in the now, Lydia, Samuel, and Joseph have found him, and he's old, and he's the Arnold that we've seen on the show. And he's like, they're trying to explain to him, and he's like, oh my god, I was born like two years after my own son was born. <laughs> And he's like, can you help me find my son? I haven't seen him in a while. And so Lydia does the thing and she's like, this is the man that took him, but we don't need to look for the son anymore because he killed him. And the man that took him was Danko. So his son was probably killed in the the roundup of specials. And um, Joseph tells Lydia to not tell Samuel about the man that he saw. And then we see like several months later... We get to see the Joseph and Danko meeting where he gives Danko the compass because he still wants Samuel to get dealt with. He's, he's getting harder to control. And even we get to see a scene later with Arnold in bed after taking Charlie back, Arnold was still alive. And he's like, I remember now I was supposed to go back and kill you. And then Samuel <laughs> kills Arnold. Samuel just does the Sam, y'all. Yep. <clears throat> So he didn't die taking Charlie back. He died afterward. Samuel killed him. Mm-hmm. Murderer. Murderer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That was the one I picked last when I needed to fill out my five. I was like, oh, yeah, I did like that one. And then I, I realized it the first time I read through it, I fully did not realize it was Adam Monroe. I'm stupid. And then the second time I read through it, I went, oh, that's fucking Adam Monroe, you dumb. Obviously, you need to have that on your list. And then in my notes, it says Adam Monroe randomly shows up, which is lovely. And Rachel might eat my face if I get mm-hmm. to say this before mm-hmm. her. So, yeah. <laughs> in the first part, yeah. it's like a subtle nod to like I haven't seen that in a while. And then they wrote on his uniform yeah, Monroe, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you would know. Full disclosure: I was doing this and watching Moon Knight at the same time. So, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. probably not paying the most attention to things at sometimes, but that's all right. I fixed, I fixed it. I went back there and realized it was fucking Adam. Maybe Monroe that's why you had such a problem picking things, because you were watching Moon Knight and reading the graphic novels. <laughs> no, because Foz McDermott's mitts are all over these fucking comics. And that's like, the only yeah, Foz McDermott one I picked. Spoiler alert good. for my my last ones, but yeah, that's the only one that I picked. Well, spoiler alert for me, too, because, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'll say right now, I liked parts of the hero one, but he writes the first part and it's not good mm-hmm, and yeah mm-hmm. like i like the visuals and stuff but yeah <clears throat> gotcha the the hero pop culture you know the one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i know that one mm-hmm. yeah the one with kang and kodos in it among mm-hmm. others um, which was a delight actually um well my final pick then is going to be number 162 second chances. Mm, I'm glad you picked this one. This is the one I left as an asterisk <laughs> to talk about if we didn't pick it. This, no, this one, this one was a, this was always on the list. So. Excellent. Um, <laughs> it's a Mohinder comic. Um, we see him in like during volume five shenanigans. Uh, it's like a little side quest. With him trying to rescue Mira, who gets kidnapped by some people. We don't know who the people are. They never say. Um, But they clearly know about Mohinder and his whole thing and, like, his research and such. And they want to try to see if she knows anything or, you know, whatever leverage they they can put against her. But in doing so, we see Mohinder have to go to Molly. Who's a little older now to try to find Mira. He's like, I'd never ask, but she's like, it's fine. And so we see Molly again, which is great. And we see, you know, poor, poor Mohinder just can't decide if he wants to be in it or out of it, you know? And sometimes the world makes that choice for him. And so he's like, oh, I've ruined the, I've ruined chances of the woman I love and I'm going home again, you know, his usual bullshit. And that's when he realizes she's gone and he goes to Molly to find her. And then he goes and finds her and uh, he gets he gets to be all badass, which is really great. He just like bursts in, he's all raw, and he kicks some ass, and he saves her. And it's written by Oliver Grigsby, and the art is by Luis uh, Puig. Puig. Uh, the colors are by Edgar Delgado. The letters are by Comicraft. It's just a fun little romp. I love Mohinder getting to wreck shit. That's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things. I was always really happy he got to keep his strength after everything because I think it adds a fun layer to you know what he like who he is and what he can do um it's like he gets to really have like you know very expressive bitch fits now um, 
But yeah, and then it's just like it's good. It's just classic. It's like you know, it's like at the Mira stuff, the Molly stuff. It's just like the women in his life. Yeah, this has to be like a dangling thread that they were thinking about for the next season. Probably, because like who the fuck were those people? Yeah, because it's like hmm, we don't know. Yeah, tell me what you heard about his research, a little scientific pillow talk, and she's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking. Oh, <laughs> you put a thorn in our sides. You keep trying him to drop, telling him to drop the research. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, we'll make you talk." It's very like spy shit. And I'm like, "Who? Who is this person? Who are like these, they were like, gonna cut her finger people? off? Like these science people? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That would have been an interesting little thing to get into. But yeah, it's Grigsby, and he knows these fucking characters so well, and I believe absolutely with my whole heart that that's Mohinder and that's what he would do and it's just yep. great. Agreed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that was what I had left on my list just as I, if, no, if, if we don't pick it I want to go back and talk about it, so I'm glad cool. you did. Alright. I Since you're all done, I've got two left. You didn't pick either of my other two. <laughs> yeah, because Let's let's do it. All right. So my next one is one sixty three, one sixty four. Reaching out, also written by Oliver Grigsby with art by Saya mm-hmm. Amigan. <laughs> so I was like, she's done a lot because I picked two of them. Um, and it is a Tracy story. She, along with a couple Eli replicants, have set up a home for Wayward Specials. And she, because you know she doesn't want another Jeremy, but money's running out. She goes to Angela, who cuts her a check after she's all like, what if your sister had a place, too? And she's like, never speak to me again. (laughs) And, like, right after that meeting, that is when Lauren called her. So, like, when we see Tracy answer the phone, it was right after Angela left. And when she heads back to the house, she sees Eli persuading one of the kids that, like, they were kind of training earlier, like, hey, you should come to the carnival. Come see Samuel. And she's like, what the fuck? Bennett and his daughter are in danger, and it's because of you... And Samuel, and he's like, ah, sorry, I had to come to this. And we see an invisible person (laughs) coming at her with a knife. Guess who it is? It's Becky. Remember Becky? Fucking Becky. And a kid from earlier stops Becky before she can stab Tracy. We have another Eli and Tracy fight. And then she finishes those, the Eli's off, and then remembers Becky's still there and ends up freezing the house to save the kid who is about to get got by Becky. And so Becky's frozen. Presumably, this is the death of Becky as well, I would guess. She seems to be frozen solid. And at the end of the comic, we see her meet with Lauren right before the finale, right before she goes down to save Claire and Bennett. Also because, I guess, this supports my thing I was talking about in the last episode with Eli, where it's like, it might not be Eli Prime that showed up at the carnival. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. He can clearly be in many places mm-hmm. at once. He doesn't have to be all in the same spot. So yep, yep. That's always fun. Uh, yeah, I love I love the idea of Tracy opening up a, a place like that. Mm-hmm. So that was on my short list as well. Um, again, it's 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 Grigsby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. Yeah, great art again. And fucking Becky, man. Fucking Becky. <laughs> and it's like, there's, I didn't mention this with the other Tracy and Eli comic, but they, <laughs> there's like strong flirtation both ways in both of these comics between them. Oh, easily. Easily, yeah. Which is kind of funny, so. It's, it's definitely a fun dynamic. Which yeah. they never got to interact on the show at all. They didn't, Mm-mm. did they? Nope. 
Well, another thing just for the comic. Yeah, that's that's just for the comic readers to find out. It's crazy how much though you would miss with all of the, <laughs> I guess the slow bird and the carnival stuff and all this other stuff you miss out if you never read the novels and there's no easy way to get to them unless you really look for them. Oh my god, a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. You're not. You're literally not getting the whole story. Mm-hmm. And my last one is one I'm surprised you didn't pick. Okay. 165 Consequences. I almost fucking picked that. I have it up on my screen right now. Um, I I like it a lot. I didn't think it had enough to it. I It didn't have a lot to it, but I liked it. And I'm just in the mood for yes. that kind of oh, a message. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. It's uh, Zach Crawley Ryder and Ryan cool Odegawa Art. art. Yep, and we art. get to see Angela's dream of the carnival events in this huge sinkhole. And it's her wondering how much longer they can put off fate. How many times can this destruction be avoided? She tried to save Nathan and only ended up with grief and alienating her family. And Nathan's still in the ground. And we see Claire on TV. And she's like, save the day, but the whole world changes just the same. <laughs> and it also, you know, it harkens back to your thing like they never got to pull the trigger, they never got to we never got to see the big destruction, mm. and yet we have Angela here in this comic being like, How longer how much longer can we put this off? It's like it harkens back to three of my things. That um the fact that uh the world being destroyed can be metaphorical as well as mm-hmm. literal. Um, you know, not quite what they see. And then, thirdly, Nathan was always meant to die, so why are you crying? Yeah. <laughs> he was always supposed to die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she, she's, she fought against it for the longest time and yep. wasn't able to save it. Because we see, like, we see when he was supposed to get shot. We see when he was supposed to get exploded. We see, like, yeah, like, it was all supposed to end mm-hmm. like that, so. And yet here we are. Yep. So I wonder what was in store for her in, uh the next season should it have happened i don't know i guess we'll never know yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. and th- there's one that like neither of us ended up picking which is like eight fucking <laughs> volumes well worth. that's why we didn't pick it because it's eight fucking chapters and they all start to feel very like they should have been the separate thing at one point you know like they just have different vibes um even though they have like the main characters through six of them like i was like, thinking about picking yeah. them like parts of them you know but i ended up not i didn't know if we could do that because i was like i want to pick part of this but i don't want to pick all of it like yeah i was thinking about it it's it's the the from the files of primatech which is worth a read for a lot of lore in all parts of them you know yeah you get to find out about like ted's mom ted's mom you get to see when um kaito joined you get to see the invention of the pneumatic chips you get to uh, see L stuff. Yeah, the L stuff. <laughs> Noah being an asshole. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you get to see Claude stuff. Yep. Um, when, like, Claude's seeds of doubt were, like, starting to be sewn in. You get to see um, a special who can do, like, can be really small or really big, which is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yep, yep. Obviously, they did not have the budget for that on the show. Um, no. <laughs> it's 
like it's like that thing about how like when Buffy went to comics, they could do whatever they wanted, and they did. And yes. one of the things they did was make Dawn a giant. Because <laughs> like you can't do that on the show. Like mm-hmm. obviously, you can have a full playground in comic books. So, and there was a Buffy cameo in one of the comics. There the, was the hero one. Yeah. Um. Wait, hold on. Was that Buffy? No, that was Twilight, dude. There was. It was him and Buffy. Oh, okay. Okay. There was, like, Edward and Buffy. Okay, yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, it wasn't all Buffy. Because everything's, you know, scrambled together. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get to see the little, like, group of them. The little, like, founders post-Coyote Sands, like, hanging out in, like, a beatnik bar, basically. Like. Yeah. Listening to a folk singer who can has some sort of power that is, like, a combination of things. It's almost like a little bit like Emma and a little bit like Eden. Yeah, where it's like persuasion but like also like a siren ability kind but of musical and like yeah. Yeah. A little bit like Mori. A little bit like, you know, yeah, just a little bit like a lot of people. We see them bring Mori into the fold. Like Yep. There's a lot of lore in this uh gigantic eight-part beast because um, i think these are the ones that dropped in the summer after it was canceled probably yeah that were probably commissioned beforehand and they're like by all kinds of writers and artists too so yeah let me look up when that was hold on yeah oh actually i have it i have it up i have Um, I just want to see the dates that they were released. That's all. Yeah, I have it up. Um, February sixteenth, two thousand ten. That's when it started. So yeah, this was they all came out minus the L stuff because I think they switched it to like almost once a month. The L stuff comes out after I think because it's May tenth and June 9th. Let me see. Heroes canceled. May something. May May fourteenth, two thousand ten. Yep, okay. So, like, the first... 170 was the last one to come up pre-cancellation, and I'm sure the other three were parts that were already written. Yeah, and they came out, like, monthly. You can see it goes from weekly to monthly. So. Mm-hmm. They probably were going to do even more of that during the summer. Like, there yeah. probably was more from the Files of Primatech through, like, a huge number, and that was going to be their summer series. Man, that would have been so cool. They could have, I mean, obviously they could have, you know, shown anything. Mm-hmm. I would have thought it would have been really cool, especially because of, like, using the files of Primatech as just the framing device of showing whatever the fuck they want. Um, it would have been cool to see, like, their file on, like, Samson Gray, maybe. Like... It, it couldn't, it could have even led up to, like, a reveal of a character for next season that was reading these files. Yeah. Because each one of them was like, it was like you were reading a file and all the files were different. Some were handwritten, some were typed. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That would have been cool. I suspect that probably is what it was leading up to. Oh, probably so. And then like a big thing that would have been on the show. Maybe. I don't know. We'll never know. (laughs) Yeah, we won't know. Pitch myself off a cliff saying that. Goodbye. (laughs) We'll never know. Uh, well, I'm glad we didn't have more overlap than what we feared. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It was just Bloodlines. This was your last one. You knew. <laughs> you fucking knew that I was going to have that one. 
Well, I mean, once I realized fully that it was Monroe, I went, oh my god, she totally fucking has this. And then, yeah. I must have it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Luckily, it worked out that I was the one to say it first. Aw, <laughs> oh, damn, damn, damn. Yep, yep, yep. Your despair would have been wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I'd have been like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, you know. You didn't know, but you knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad we picked kind of the opposite one-offs where you picked the Requiem for My Brother. Yeah. And I picked Consequences, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, not a bad little batch of them, really. Um... I think in the Primatech ones, there's some interesting alluded meetings between, uh, people that, uh, knew each other, like Barbara and, um... Oh, yeah, Barbara and Simone. Simone. Nathan was playing with someone's kid. Who was it? It was Ted. It was Ted, yeah. He yeah. was fully playing with, like, little kid Ted. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They all knew each other. Shit's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get to, get to see, like... Man, like, I know we've seen Elle's tragic life before, but, like, fucking hell. Her birthday? Are you kidding me? Like... Mm-hmm. Hi, little oh, Haitian. Little, little Haitian. <laughs> little Renee. <laughs> little Renee. <laughs> All right. I didn't talk about this in the episode I talked to you before. Speaking of the Haitian slash Renee. Mm. I oh, still yeah, haven't listened people. to that episode of Lore. Okay. But my sister was like, this is interesting and you need to listen to it because it's kind of heroes related. Where there's, like, a Haitian superstition where if you give someone your name, you give them your power. And so we're wondering, like, is that why the Haitian didn't have a name for so long? Like, could that be a potential reason for, at least for season one, you know? Entirely possible, yeah. So, who knows? Entirely possible. I'll have to listen to the episode and get back to you. (laughs) Yeah, let me, let me know. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, yeah, so that's it. That's Now we're done with the show and the graphic novels. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. Uh, the two main pieces of media, I guess. And then the webisodes will be the third thing. Um, yeah, I think we need to do the webisodes next. The, the main series webisodes. Because we haven't really talked about them in length or depth, have we? No, we've only, like, barely mentioned them. Like, when Rachel showed up, the hard knocks thing we've kind of mentioned, but yeah, we didn't the watch. Yeah, the thing we've talked about. Um, I think bit. we mentioned Doyle had one, but we never went into detail about it. I almost picked the Doyle comic, too. Mmm, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Because that tiger can't change his stripes. Yeah. And, yeah. The most, like, connected a webisode has been, has been the... Um, slow burn because they would play it during the show. Yeah. Like, I think there was a reference where it was like my copy I was watching had like a slow burn <laughs> bit of it in there, <laughs> like a 30 second clip of it. So oh I think God, each slow burn funny. part is like a minute and a half. And when I was looking, I was a little worried that like the last four episodes were currently lost media, but luckily someone had them. And oh my God, the quality looks shit when I was <laughs> looking. Uh. <laughs> oh my Lord. That seems um, that seems right, <laughs> but there there is a way to access them. So yeah, yeah, we should probably link to it because I don't think I think a lot of the other webisodes are part of the DVD, but I don't think Slow Burn is on season four DVD. Really? I don't think so. Maybe it's on the Blu-ray. I have no idea. Well, now I have to look. 
Because when I looked up Heroes Season 4 DVD, they didn't mention it at all. Yeah, but they they made such a big thing of their Blu-ray having stuff that the standards didn't, which is why I own both fucking copies. Um, yeah, it's possible the Blu-ray has it. I'm looking. Because I'm almost positive the rest are on some of the other seasons DVD. But I think that will be our next bonus episode. Because I'm still, like, jiving for time if anyone wants to fill out the uh, Heroes Form about favorite episodes least favorite episodes we still need to yes i know i haven't done it either so but i'm not gonna do it on the form because i gotta keep it a surprise it's gonna be like the graphic novels <laughs> gotta keep a surprise from each other i'm sure there's some that are gonna be identical <laughs> this is this is in french i cannot read french hold on i will find an english version of the blu-ray box that i can read like i think because there was like six episodes of slow burn on youtube and they were all put up by the spanish um, well, subtitlers. Here. So they all had just... Spanish subtitles on them. Give me two seconds and I'm gonna... It's on my shelf. It's right here. Hold on. Alright, let's see here. It doesn't say... But I have to wonder. If I had a Blu-ray player, I'd check. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to start the PlayStation. It's a whole production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll look into it further and get back to y'all when we talk about yeah. the episodes where they are available. So Indeed. Um... But there's some there's some little bits on the um, the volume four Blu-ray. I'm like, ooh, I might watch that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have like a little Siler thingy. Yeah, I do like that. Do we do the socials on the bonus episode? We usually don't, but if you want to, you can. I don't want to. Um, so... right. <laughs> <laughs> stay <in> um, <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for joining us, though, for our bonus episodes. Our final. Graphic novel episode, all kinds of final, final, finals we're going to be talking about um, before we get into Reborn. And then, like, it's really only if we do it mostly on time, which we don't, but if we do, then it's only a couple months of that. And then, because it's only, like, 13 episodes? Yeah. It's not that many. So, uh, I I'm I hope that people stick with us for whatever the fuck we turn into. <laughs> Because we don't know yet, so. Yep. Mm-hmm. But if you've enjoyed listening to us blather about one thing, maybe you'll enjoy listening to us yammer on about something else. I don't know. Um, but like I said, we don't know what that's going to be yet, so stay tuned. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. We're going to talk about webisodes, and I think it'll be fun to talk about that. Not just, like, to talk about the episodes, but just how much, like, networks and stuff we're, we're, we're trying to make this a thing yeah because heroes really is a standard for that i think mm-hmm. um, yeah so we'll get into more of that next time thank you everybody Bye-bye. bye bye